Guys, we're going to be getting into Call of Duty. We're going to recap the COD Pro League this past week. I have on the episode today uh, an old guest, somebody that uh, was on at the very, very beginning of the podcast, Mr. T5Dbro here, Dustin Schwartz. Dustin, let him know what's up, baby. How's it going, dude? It's been a hot minute. Glad to be back. Awesome, awesome. Um, guys, you know, as as I said today, we're going to recap the COD World League as far as what happened in the Pro League. We've had some uh, roster moves. You know, we're going to talk about Splice, EG, LG, you know, the 100 Thieves. Just kind of break it all down here, and, and uh, Debro here is going to help me do that. Um, but Debra, before we jump into everything, since it's been a minute, uh, for our viewers, uh, I'm pretty sure we've got, had a lot of new viewers since that have never really heard of you before. Why don't you introduce yourself and, uh, let them know a little bit about you. Oh, I'm TE5Dbro. You can call me D, you can call me Dust, and you can call me pretty much anything along those lines. Um, let's see, I've been part of TE5 for the last, what, year and a half, two years now? Right around there? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing a lot of COD with Pharaoh and different. We used to play a lot of 2K and Madden and everything, and now just kind of got busy there for a little bit, and now I'm I'm finally back available for everything. So, yeah, it's awesome to hear, man. Well. Dave, why don't you kick us off? Um, you know, what were your thoughts? What, what were some of your big takeaways um, from Pro League this past week? And I guess we'll we'll just kind of start playing off that. Well, coming into this week of Pro League, there was a couple of things that like I paid attention to, and one of the big ones was, what is a hundred days going to do uh, after winning two straight? Uh, championships, Anaheim and London, how are they going to come out this week to start? And they came out to start. They played um, – they didn't play LG first. They played um, – oh, let me get this right because I don't want to botch this. They played Evil Geniuses first day. Yep. And first day, they went down early 2-1. They was their first time losing in hard point in a long time. Then they lost in Search and Destroy. They came back in Control. And they came back in Hardpoint the second time around. And then they lost in Search and Destroy. And from the 100 Thieves that we saw in Anaheim and the 100 Thieves that we saw in London to this was not even close. They looked super slow. They were just wasting their lives. They weren't really playing like a team. They just felt like, oh, hey, we're so much better than these guys. We're just going to do whatever we can because we did that beforehand. So they were just coasting, right? Yeah, they were just coasting, and then it kind of bit them in the butt going down 2-1, and then they finally had to step up going, oh, crap, this isn't going to be a cakewalk like we thought it was going to be. You know, I watched that that entire match. Um the highlights. I, I didn't watch it live, but um, but yeah, man, definitely. I think a hundred thieves is definitely in those lulls right now. You know, obviously coming off two tournaments, you know, they're pretty high on themselves. And you know, I think Slasher, and I know we're going to talk. You know, mention the uh, when hundred thieves plays LG, even though they did win that match. 
um, you know, slashers really kind of getting upset because, you know, you got to kind of rethink of what he went through last year when slasher was a part of rise nation, when rise was just, you know, dominating the league, you know, and even tournaments, I mean, they were the best team in the game and then leading right up to champs is when they all fell apart. So I, th- I think slashers really kind of going through those, those memories right now of like, is this going to happen again to him? But with a hundred thieves, you know? Yeah, I mean, the one thing is we know about Slasher is is he wants to play his best all the time. And when they have one bad game or one bad match, he he's not afraid to vocalize his discomfort. And watching the 100 Thieves, 100 Thieves on their uh, social media on YouTube, they do a behind the scenes of all the tournaments and all the pro league stuff. And they were talking about it after they won slasher and Crowder, the coach for a hundred thieves were sitting there talking about what they needed to improve on already game planning right after the win. And not a lot of teams do that. They kind of enjoy themselves. And so slasher was like, Hey, you know, he's like going into this pro league is kind of going to help us work on our stuff because a hundred thieves, what they were known for was their response and then enable was going to be the downfall of them in Search and Destroy. And they were winning Search and Destroys. And when 100 Thieves wins hard points like they do, and now winning Search and Destroys, they look like a pretty unbeatable team. So going into the Pro League, everybody had them heavily favored to just win every single match this weekend or this past week. And they lost Monday, and then they ended up getting their stuff back together. But the match against LG... Slasher voiced his discomfort. He pretty much said, after playing this match, we got a lot worse. We did not get any better. This is ridiculous. He's like, we are just wasting our time playing this game, even though that they won. And that shows how much of a competitor and a leader he is after he won the MVP of Anaheim. Absolutely, man. I mean, I'm, you know, 100 Thieves, man. I mean, talk about a, a turnaround Cinderella type story, though, where like, you know, the beginning of, of, you know, the World League, I mean, this for this season, I mean, you know, I thought they were going to fall apart and that, that whole team was just going to get scattered. I mean, after what Vegas, I mean, just how yeah. things were going for them and. You know, I mean, I was skeptical to begin with. I was like, is this, you know, the roster, it seemed all right. But, you know, like at first I was thinking, you know, Octane, because I, I obviously I, you know, me being an Optic fan, you know, I was very familiar with Octane from last year. And I mean, he wasn't even, he's he was nothing like this. This is a, like a whole new, like superstar Octane I've never seen before. Because he definitely didn't play like this last in, in World War Two. Um, you know, but obviously he's been exponential. I think without his AR, this is definitely not, not the same hundred thieves team as it is now. Nowhere near as dominant, you know, I would say one of the bigger disappointments for me going into hundred thieves this year was Kenny, because, you know, I was, you know, all about some Kenny last year because he was so freaking good. And Kenny started off real slow, real bad. I know he's he's kind of forming back into himself now. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy to see that. But So going back to the, your uh, CWL Vegas. So I actually attended the event, and I was really hoping for 100 Thieves to show up during that. And you could tell with Kenny that he was not comfortable running at SMG at all. Like he and the SOG did not like get along at all. And now with with them barely getting by to get into the CWL league, they finally 
made Kenny. It was pretty much a decision between Pharaoh and Kenny, and what is Kenny going to do? And they and they moved they moved they let Pharaoh City go and moved Kenny to the Maddox. And ever since Kenny moved to the Maddox, he slowly each event and each week of the Pro League started to go up a notch. And quite frankly, with CWL Anaheim, everybody thought he was going to be the MVP over Slasher because pretty much Kenny carried them in search and destroy and in hard point and control. I mean, there were some times where Kenny clutched, came out clutch with a 2v6 and he got like four straight kills. I mean, like that dude is finally coming back around, like you said. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, because I'm a huge Kenny fan. Yeah. I'm happy to see that. But there's no doubt 100 Thieves by far is still the best team in the game. I mean, they've they've proved it on, on the tournaments on land. Um, obviously beating uh, my optic, which has been – you know, hard to stomach, um, but nonetheless, you know, um, I hope, I hope, I hope we can figure whatever we got going on out going into champs. Maybe we could pull something out of our butt, but, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about like uh, some of the other moves this past week. I mean, th- these are all like crucial going into champs. I mean, obviously, we mentioned 100 Thieves. You know, they they lost to EG this week. Um, you know, all EG did was get accuracy. I mean, I don't, I don't remember who they switched exactly for him, but, like, it's not like that. this was, like, a massive change. It was just accuracy. And next thing you know, it's like, you know, EG's playing a lot better now. <laughs> well, okay. So, you know what's crazy about this? So, for the past two weeks, we had Anaheim and then the CWL League. The two teams to beat 100 Thieves and respawn in hardpoint was EG and Optic Gaming. Now, Optic Gaming beat 100 Thieves because Dashy dropped a 49 bomb, almost a 50 bomb in hardpoint, and they barely won that game. And now EG, they came out with accuracy, and this is the first time in this season of the CWL, they ran five ICRs. That's crazy, dude. Five ICRs, and everybody's like, what? Why are they doing that? And just 100 Thieves, like I said, they came out slow, and they just kept running right into the ARs, right into their line of sights. They weren't running no plays, nothing. And if EG could keep this up, they could maybe find themselves sneaking into the playoffs right now because – They're 8-14, and 14, so they've got to they put work in, that's for yeah. sure. So far, we have five teams that have clinched for the playoffs. We have Optic Gaming, FaZe Clan, E United, 100 Thieves, and Splice. Do you know how it how it works in playoffs? Because I mean, obviously, like, I'm looking at LG and, and EG are both like at the bottom of Division A. So I mean, record wise, I, I don't. You know, that's already oh. bad for them. But can they still like just get in based off of the playoff tournament, or how does that work? You know. So right now, with the with the playoffs clinched, that means they don't have to fight for their spots. Those are the teams that finished, and I want to say in the top. Yeah, I know they're secure. Yeah, they're they're secured. And I want to say after this week or another week of uh, the Pro League, they're going to do pretty much a play-in with everybody. And I think GE or or Gen G and Team Herrix are going to be the top seeds for it. I'll see. Yeah. So regardless of like, your record. I mean, if you place high or even win that tournament, you're pretty much guaranteed in. 
Yeah, pretty much. And it's going to be very interesting because they have uh, Miami coming up here pretty soon. And then right after Miami, it's going to be the, the championship. Uh, it's going to be in L.A. this year. Really? I thought it was supposed to be in Miami again. Both champs and playoffs for both of Miami. I, I thought it was going to be they have one more tournament in Miami and then it's going to be champs in uh, L.A. I could be 100% wrong. I'm pulling that up right now. I want to double check because I swear it said Miami for both. Or no, it is LA, dude. Yep. So their next tournament is Miami, and then it's LA in August. LA, boy. I went to Champs last year in, in Columbus, and man, that was an amazing experience. My first ever LAN event. And. Man, I just I know how hype how hype champs get. So, so Pharaoh, I'm gonna throw something out to you. Very, this is very interesting. So this week, this week in pro league, they uh, I'm looking at the damage dealt leaderboards and respawns and how many maps. Okay. Okay. So, Slasher coming off of his MVP performance from Anaheim. He was fourth with 440 damage with a KD of a 1.36 on 10 respawn maps. Ahead of him was uh, from LG from Luminosity Gaming. It's formal with 440 with a 105 KD on 10 respawn maps. Ahead of him from Evil Geniuses is attached with a 444 with a respawn KD of 1.22 on 12 respawn maps. And top was Temp from Splice with 463 damage with a 104 KD on 10 respawn maps. Boy, Temp puts in work, don't he? Yeah, and it's funny because I, I love how Temp does his like post-game interviews after the matches. The little sprout between him and Enable this past – or before uh, Anaheim was so funny. He was talking all this crap about how – He's a hundred these. How a hundred these can't beat Splice? How a hundred these? How he is? He owns a hundred these, and they go into Anaheim and they just mopped him, mopped him and Splice. And it's just funny to watch the back and forth between him and Enable on Twitter. If you get a chance, you should take a look at some of that. <laughs> well, you know, just talking more about Splice. I mean, the the Hook edition, man. I mean, good lord. Yeah. Uh, on paper, dude, this – I mean, on paper, I think Splice has the best team on paper. I mean, but obviously it's going to have to show. But, you know, you put Hook and Temp together, I mean, good Lord, that's it's like putting LeBron and AD together, dog. Oh, hey, we can, we can have a whole episode LeBron talking about the whole – We can have a whole episode talking <laughs> about the Lakers here. You already know how I feel about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to get into all that in another time. Yeah. Um, but, so, but yeah, I mean, who? Temp, Looney. I mean, you know, everything, everyone forgets Looney. I mean, Looney's a really good player. I mean, Aqua and, and, and Jerd. You know, I'm, I'm ready to see Splice play 100 Thieves and, you know, really see them test the waters with that top team or, you know, even see them play Optic, man. I'm just, I'm really curious to see how Splice. Uh, if, if they can really pull that together. But I, I think definitely with Hook on that team right now, even with Temp, I mean, we got to we gotta be talking about them as serious contenders going into champs. I don't think that's uh, 
that's stacking me without question. You you definitely do. So this week coming up in the pro league is from July 1st through the 3rd, and then they take a break on the 4th and start back up on the 5th. So on July 5th, the main event is going to be E United versus Optic. Do you think they're going to go as hard because they're both already clinched? Or do you, or do you think one team's going to take it easy and not show them all the cards? Uh, they both, they're going to go hard, man, because, you know, it's it's champs time, man. I mean, this isn't like, you know, the second second event of the year. I mean, this is like at this point, this is about like this, you know, laying that, that um, that psychological groundwork of like, hey, you know, we've got your number, dude. I I, I don't think either team uh, slacks off going into this now because it's it's crunch time. I mean, that's just that would be my mindset. Behind so, it. out of the six matches that they played this year, Optic Gaming has won five. U United has only won once. Well, and I think that's going to continue. Show. Oh, I think so too. Dude, Optic just has had EU's number for for the longest. I mean, even though EU can slay against a lot of teams, it's just you know, I mean, this is even going back to last year. It's just they haven't, you know, EU's always kind of they've struggled against Optic, man. I don't know if it's a psychological thing or what it is, but so you know, it's kind of like what we're going through right now with Optic losing to Hundred Thieves. It just it just like every time I see them play now, it's just like you already know. Well, we'll probably win one map, but then after that, it's like Hundred Thieves is just going to wipe us off. It's it almost feels like it's psychological now. Like we're just like Hundred Thieves just has this mojo on us or something. I don't I don't know. But so with making his ta- his new team debut this uh, this week with Team Envious. Do you think Gunless is going to be a good effect for them, or do you think it's not going to change a thing with Team Envious? Uh, I think it'll help, but I, I think Envy's just – this just hasn't been their year, man. They've struggled exponentially. I mean, compared to where they were last year, I mean, they took a huge dip. I, I, I personally don't – I don't see it making a, enough of an impact. Let's just put it that way. I I kind of I'm in the same exact boat as you. I don't think it's going to be a much of a difference with him at all. They might have a different layout and a different voice, but between him and Aches, and that's probably all they got past that. Yep. Um, let's talk LG a little bit too, man. So LG gets uh, Brack and Skies. They obviously still have John slacked in formal. And LG is looking really strong right now, man. They are looking looking really solid, which, you know, obviously they won Fort Worth this year. And, you know, we thought, you know, they started off slow, and then they come out, they win an event, surprise everyone, like, oh, LG's back now. And then they go off and fall again, but even harder this time, and just completely terrible. And then now it's like – you know, we're seeing them come up again, but I think they're coming up at the, well, they're not, not, not that I think they are coming up at the right time, the right before champs. And, you know, I, I think this LG teams, you know, at least right now they're looking real solid, dude. I think they've got a, a legit chance of winning this, winning it all. Well, I agree right there with you. And going back to the uh, damage dealt and respawns this year or for this past week, Formal, Brock, and Skies are in the top 10. Formal at 3, Brock at 6, and Skies at 8. 
and they all have a KD high KDs. Sky finished with a 1.35. Brock finished with a 1.49. And uh, like I said earlier, Foreman with a 1.05 KD. And that's just in respawns. Now that they're competitive in respawns again, I feel like that that right there is going to get them a long way. I'm looking at the schedule this week. I know you mentioned it here today, so I'm Sam, we got Optic versus Heretics. Who do you think wins that? Uh, Heretics in the last two weeks and, or the last two months has not been the same. They've been trying to do all these different flexes, trying out this player, trying out that player, and it hasn't really changed much. If anything, it's hurt them a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to see, like, I know Midnight and Esau. Who, who are some late bloomers here that you're thinking? Gen G was a surprise to see at uh, Anaheim. And uh, they went, they were on the winner side of the bracket. They lose to 100 Thieves for 100 Thieves advance to winner finals. They go to loser finals, beat Optic Gaming, and then go to winner finals and take a game off of 100 thieves and then 100 thieves just win it all so i would i would definitely say gen g is one of those teams that is peaking at the right moment but they they just can't seem to like like you know but here's the thing dude, gen g's kind of been there all year dude like i feel like they've they've literally been on the cusp this like for many events now. I mean, it's not like you know they haven't been a strong team. They have, but it just seems like when it comes down, like yeah, okay, they beat Optic this time, but when it comes down to that Optic or that that hundred thieves, that those those very top the top tiers of the top tiers, it just they can't get the, they can't get the job done, man. Like, and I'm not sure what that. You know, if, if, if it's just like they're one player away from like really being able to take out a hundred thieves or like an optic consistently, but you know, I mean, wh how, how do you feel about them, man? Because I feel like they've they've been there all year; they just can't get over the hump, dude. For me personally, I feel like they finally got over the hump, getting to winner or going to semis for or yeah the semifinals against 100 thieves they looked really good they go to losers they get it i feel like they're treading in the right direction they finally got to that winner or to the finals through losers finals but i don't know this week we'll find a lot about them pretty much seeing how they're going to ride that momentum of getting to the finals and losing to 100 thieves like we saw 100, oh, 100 thieves took it they won two events they relaxed now let's see what Gen G does. They're the team that lost to them, and they felt like they should have won that. So let's see what they do this week, and then I will say if right then and there, I'll say if I I'm on the hype train with them or I write them off. Right now, I'm still on the fence. Well, let's look at Gen G's schedule this week. So they play Monday, July first. They play NB. That's a dub. So we ain't gonna we ain't gonna worry about that. Tuesday they play E United. I don't, I don't think I think E United wins that. Um, they play Elevate on Wednesday. Honestly, I, I don't have them. Do, do you got some thoughts on Elevate, man? Like I, I've I've kind of heard about them. I haven't really been following them too much though. Is that is that even worth uh, you know even talking about, or is that such a blowout? <laughs> Elevate is the team that came through from uh, the amateurs. 
uh, this past week from uh, uh, from Anaheim. Gen-G should win that easily. And then Friday, Genji versus Heretics. I thought, you know, that might be a decent one. Like, I, I really want to take a look at Gen-G and see how they do after a performance like that because most of those teams that perform well like that and they have been on that borderline, you can normally tell after an event like that how they're going to take it. If they take it and dip off, then we can write them off. But if they take it and run with it, it's going to be a whole new different style or a whole new team and a whole new analyzing look of it. They have to also do it decidingly. If they're getting by like 3-2 games and going to the last round of Search and Destroy and winning it, I don't can't classify as that as much as skill. I'll say that as much as luck than anything. Well, and when we're on this whole topic of sleepers here, before we move on, let's talk phase for a little bit, man. Like, you know, ever, you know, the fact that, you know, phase didn't get into the, get, didn't even get into the league to start with. And then they finally come in late, like, you know, and then they kind of had this makeshift roster. You know, I think they've done, they've done a hell of a job kind of pulling together what they've got, man. And, like they're they're making a little bit of noise right now, you know. And we all know, you know, FaZe for some reason when it comes to champs, they kind of make these little magical runs. You know, I know they did it last year. I don't know what it is about champs. You know, FaZe can be pretty subpar and average for most of the year, but then they come to play at the end. But what what are your thoughts on FaZe, man? Like, you do, do you see them being a threat at all, or like I guess what you know? How do you feel about them? So with FaZe, it's very interesting in my take. This past week, they lost to X-Denial Esports in a 3-2. They should have won that. Um, they beat Enigma 6 3-0. They go play 100 Thieves and lose 3-0. And against 100 Thieves, they looked good. It's just that they just kept getting outgunned. They kept losing fights. They were just throwing their bodies at 100 Thieves, and 100 Thieves was just capitalizing on it. And then at the end of the week, they beat Splice 3-2, right? Zuma, the Italian Stallion, has been been going off for them. Like, I'm actually starting to go, man, Zuma, like, you're, I think you're up there as one of the best songs in the league right now. And then just having Selium, Selium's been playing out of his mind as well. It's just, they it's hard to keep that same consistency with them. Sometimes they look like they could be the best team in a game, and then after that, it just goes all out the window. We saw in Anaheim when they placed Opti- when they played Optic twice, they had two chances to beat them, and both times they tried to had to beat them, they just they lost it. They choked. Um, this week, watching them in pro league, I wasn't a hundred percent sure they can pull off those same magical runs that they've done beforehand. But I'm not gonna write them out because you know, like you said, history always sticks around with teams and they could pull it out again and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think FaZe is just one of those wild cards. I mean, just just like you said, I mean, so FaZe wins against Splice, who we just said, like, on paper, looks like the best team. They should be anyways. I mean, they go 3-2 against Splice, and then they obviously get blown out by 100 Thieves, which that's not a surprise. Then they blow out Enigma 6, but then they lose to Units. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's kind of a phase. It's just you, you don't really know who you're going to get till you know, you get there with phase, I guess. 
Um, <clears throat> I guess while we're also here, man, let's let's get on. We got Optic Gaming coming up this week, man. So, you know, you obviously know how how big of an Optic fan I am, and you know, I've we've I've had an episode we've I've already done where I, I shared my thoughts on you know this whole Immortals ordeal and. You know, them getting bought out and, you know, is this probably the last time we'll ever see Optic? I mean, you know, and there's so many questions that are still raised as well because of franchising and like, like, dude, we made like, there may, a lot of these teams may not even get into the when franchising starts. Like, this is going to be a whole nother ball game. So I don't want to get like too off topic here though, but so, so let's just kind of forget what I just said there. Um, with Optic, I mean, you know, Dashy, obviously, I, I, in my opinion, he is the best player of the game. I think there's, you know, there's still a couple. I mean, we got Hook, and I do want to get into that that discussion though here in a minute, Dave, of, of who, who we got up there as the best player. But, you know, like, in my opinion with Optic, you know, we, we've been losing the 100 Thieves all the freaking time. I mean, we can beat everybody else except the 100 Thieves. And I just, you know... Dashy and TJ, I feel like, you know, they've been doing their thing lately. I just, I think, you know, Krim and Karma, you know, even, well, Scumpy here and there, but I think Krim and Karma have been huge. They've been kind of a liability for us lately, man. And I think Krim especially, man. I'm starting to think Krim's just getting, he's just getting old, man. Like, you know, I mean, he's, I don't, you know, he's good and all, but I just don't know if he's still the same Krim he used to be type. I don't know. Like, what, what are your thoughts on Optic, man? Like, what's, you know, what's holding Optic back right now? And, like, you know, what, what do you see happening with Optic moving forward, obviously going to the champs? Right now with Optic, it's, it's a mess on all fronts, actually. There's... Every time they lose, everybody in in the green wall says, oh, you need to fire TP. TP's a horrible coach. Then there's people that say, oh, we got to get rid of Krim. We got to get rid of Karma. We got to do this. We got to do that. And then this whole, cell to, this whole cell of Optic and Immortals thing is still flying around. Nothing's been 100% confirmed. It's just been all reports. And then it, it's – Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How much do you think that that – you know, the whole sell and like the uncertainty of optic, do you think that's played an effect in like the performance and just, you know, just the, I guess everything going on with well, optic? Or do you think that's an issue? Well, it's, this is actually a very like interesting, like, it's funny that you asked that because there's been two instances where this has been brought up. One at a couple weeks ago in the CW League where, Krim6 got interviewed after a game and said that Hex is holding down the front for us and it's going to do everything possible for us. And then this past week in Anaheim, he does an interview and talks about, oh, regardless of what's going on with the whole situation, we're here to play. And whatever happens with Optic, we'll more, all more than likely stick together and everything else. I feel like as much as they say, hey, it doesn't bother me, I feel like it does bother them because they're not uncertain what was going to happen next. Because let's say Immortals buys them out and then says, hey, we don't like your guys' contracts. We want these guys. They're gone. All that hard work is gone. So I think that sits in the back of their mind. Um, another thing is, though, is a lot of teams figured out Optic because at the beginning of the year, Optic was winning everything. They were winning lands. They were winning online tournaments they 
kind of peaked early. It's almost like uh, those college basketball teams that you see throughout the year. You get the teams that peak real early in the year, and then after everybody figures out and got has tape on them, figures out their strategies and stuff, they take a big dip if they can't adapt to it and change. And I feel like that's what's going on with Optic. At the beginning of the year, they dominated everything, and now everybody's figured it out. Everybody's got different game plans to it, and it's figured them out. And Optic doesn't know how to change their strategy or adapt to it. And their best player, their two best players right now, I will agree with you, is Dassey and TJ. They're probably the most consistent ones that show up day in and day out. And whatever you get with Dashy, if Dashy has a bad game or a bad uh, week or a weekend, they're screwed. Unless there's Scump, Karma, and Crim6 step up, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just really tough. I mean, Karma is in this spot of trying to be the anchor, try to be the guy that does these flanks and does all this stuff. And he's not just winning gunfights. I mean, he's losing, like, he's not winning them all the time. He's barely losing them. And if he wins those fights, that all this stuff changes around, changes the narrative, you know? So I feel like it's just more gunfights that they have to win on certain points, them rotating and not going to the wrong hard point or going to the wrong control site, it's it's a big difference. You know, I, I don't necessarily know if I, I feel like teams figured out Optic more than I think that, you know, at the beginning of the year, it's just every nobody had their shit together, basically. Like, everybody was just playing bad and Optic, you know, obviously with that amount of talent on a team, you know, to launch things off. I mean, they were, they were bound to have the success they did, but I just think, I think everybody just ended up getting, getting their stuff together. And obviously, you know, once that chemistry started clicking for like a hundred thieves and that, you know, that naturally that competition was just going to, you know, it was going to elevate, you know, um, and, and it most certainly did. Dude, so you know. I mean, uh, one thing a lot of COD players have said, and a lot of the people on 100 Thieves and the 100 Thieves organization, including Nadeshot himself, said, after you win an event, it's tough to get motivated to win another one. And winning back-to-back events doesn't happen all the time in Call of Duty. 100 Thieves is the first team to do it in a, in a, like, in a year, maybe two, three years. Like that says a lot for a team to go and win two events back to back. It's tough. Well, here's my thing with the hundred thieves. If if they go out and win champs, they're in the discussion of best rosters ever assembled. If if they can win champs. I agree with you, but me and you both know that they would they won't get in that discussion just because of how bad Enable was in search in search and destroy for the first half of the or for pretty much the whole year until this like up to like two, well, three I know, weeks ago. But like these past <laughs> two events, dude, it's kind of like Nolan and Boyd at their entire first. I mean, like no one's even like no one even remembers that now, dude. Like everyone, no one even talks about how bad they were to start. Like it's literally like now it's like everyone knows a hundred thieves is, is the shit, you know. And I, I think those, you know, these two back to backs, you know, kind of just eliminated all that BS. So I mean, they've they've got the clean slate now, and I mean, I'll just say it. it if they win champs, I mean, I, I would put them up there uh, on there. But, you know, we all we all obviously know, you know, the, the, the two greatest rosters was the complexity one with the young Krim 
Um, I don't know if Karma was on that one or not. I know Grimm was there, and then obviously the the optic roster with formal Karma. You the know, dynasty lineup. The, the yeah. young versions, the super, super, super talented ones. Where I think now they're just getting old. Uh, I think it's that times they're on the decline now. I think, or maybe it's just the game. I don't know. I just I, I feel like that. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, moving on from that, I, I guess you know, maybe a couple other teams we can mention here. I mean, E United. Obviously, when they first picked up Simp, it was like, whoa, who's this guy, Simp, bro? Like, that boy Simp was, was wrecking stuff, man. I think they've been, I don't know, they've been so-so, but I, I you know, I, I definitely think EU's, you know, they're, they're going to make some noise. EU is set to play Optic this Friday, or not this Friday, but July 5th. July 5th, Friday, E United versus Optic Gaming. That's going to be a good match, man. We just one definitely need to be watching for sure. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. We're going to see a lot because – uh, e United got knocked out of Anaheim by Optic Gaming in the loser side of the bracket, and EU just looked god awful. Clayster, that's the one thing about Clayster if he's on, he's on, if he's off, he's off <laughs> like it's bad, and that's kind of like how the whole E United season has been is if one player on their team doesn't show up, their whole team doesn't show up, and it's just it's just it's sad to see because they get to the top they get to when they get to the finals they show out and then the next event they have a big goose egg they have a good showing out event then another big goose egg if they can find a way to get consistent here this week and then in miami then i would set consider them to be a strong contender for champs but right now i would have to say they're in the mid pack all right, well, D, let's go ahead. Let's make some predictions. Let's make a little predictions. I get some predictions here. So, who's winning champs, man? Well, who's winning? Champs? I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna give you my biased opinion. I'm a hundred D's fan. I. That's all I know is a hundred D's, and how they've been playing. I know this week they kind of had a hiccup, but I feel like a hundred D's is my favorite to win it just based off of like we've stated before their hard point and their response. They're hard to, they're hard to lose. They they've only lost two in the last month compared to everybody else. And it's just, they're getting their search and destroy together. And if they get that sorted out even more, that team's going to be hard to beat. But for me, the team that we, should all watch out for and this is going to surprise a lot of people that i'm saying this is we gotta watch out for eg really you're taking them that serious i mean i know we're taking them serious but like that serious though i feel like eg will be one of those teams that is going to surprise a lot of people and with the new roster moves and everything i just feel like they are going to get it with attaching j cap and uh, accuracy and apathy i think they can pull it out that's your sleeper pick you would say eg if this was, yep. there was one that, that would win all right so for me Obviously, optic is still my optic. I'm 
I'm I'm hopeful that we will pull some godly play out of our out of our butts. Not trying to you know say ass, but I'm saying if we can pull some amazing gameplay and just freaking let them have it, you know, just freaking win a search. You know, we can beat a hundred thieves in a in, in a hard point at least one. Uh, we 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 can do it if we can just win a search. And then just get a control. We can beat a hundred thieves, man. I mean, because it's not like I'm worried about anybody else beating optic. Really, it's just literally hundred thieves. It's the only freaking thing standing in our way. So, uh, you know, but but my my sleeper pick, man. Right now, I mean, you know, obviously it's still early, but I gotta I gotta go with LG, dude. I think LG, like I think. With formal, this you know, the, this Brack and Skies. I mean, I'm not familiar with these two guys. I've not followed them before, you know. But obviously, they're, they're, what they're showing now. I mean, they LG looks really strong, man. I, I, and I, I think they're gonna they're gonna make some noise for sure, man. That would be my my sleeper pick for champs. So. I, I mean, you can't go wrong with this, that sleeper pick at all. Like, there's. There's, you can't go wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to rock with that for sure. Well, let's go ahead, D. Let's, let's, let's just kind of give some final thoughts here. Um, obviously, you know, we just meant anything from you know that you want to bring up from this past week or move, going into this week. Um, any last, last, last thoughts you want to give? What I do want to say is for you optic fans. Hector did tweet yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? Hold on, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, it was two days ago. So on Thursday, he tweeted out. He said, "I know you. I owe you an update. Working through some stuff. I'll have an update for you guys asap." So I wonder if that has to do portraying the sale of Optic and if he's buying Optic from Immortals or what's going on. Because dude, if that happened, I would flip, man. I I I don't see that happening. But if that was going to happen, I, I would flip. I would die. I, I want to see that. And another thing is, is w- one thing I do want to say is another cool thing of, for like optic fans or like to hear kind of the uncensored things of like how optic kind of got started, kind of like from a different point of view and kind of talking about it. I would definitely check out the self made podcast. That's Nate Shot's new podcast. And he has Optic Hex yes. as, as his first guest. And then another one is the Eavesdrop podcast with, um, I want to say with Hitch. Yeah, or very with, informative episodes. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, self made is Nate Shot's uh, new podcast, which I'm actually subscribed to. I really like what he's doing with that. I really like how hell Nate Shot, since he started podcasting, has been incredible. The Courage and Nate Shot show, I'm, I'm subscribed to that. Uh, I've been listening to that. But yeah, definitely, guys, you, you know, the, the, the one he's talking about with when Hector's the first episode. Uh, on the Nate Shot Self Made podcast, literally you can just go to Apple iTunes, type in Self Made all together. You'll see it. It'll have Nate Shot on it uh, in that first episode. Now, I, I learned a lot, not just from the whole optic situation, but just like 
like he goes into extreme detail as far as like building the org and all that. Like I learned a lot, like just a lot of perspective for, you know, for me, obviously owner of TD five. And, and that, that was a, that was an amazing episode. I think I listened to that a couple of times. It's definitely a good listen. And if you listen to the eavesdrop with hitch, where he kind of goes into a little bit more detail of what went wrong with optic and hitch talking about the raw emotion that was going on with his side of it, not just from Hector's side, from hitch's side of it. And he's like, what the hell? And they kind of go back and forth to talking about why the deal went down. Does he regret the deal and everything that's going back and forth and then listen to the self-made podcast. And then you'll get a little bit more of a different view of it instead of Hitch's side. My my takeaway from the one that Hitch did on the fly cat, or or even when he talked with Hector on the eavesdrop, you know, it's just like pretty much how shitty it was working with infinite and really makes you think a lot about for one, understanding like who if you ever decide to sell majority of your of your company to another end of you know another company and you're going to agree to stay on board like what could go wrong like pretty much everything from a business like to me i took a lot more from a business perspective on that and like just just hearing them out on that really makes you think a lot especially if you're um you're a business owner yourself so those are definitely some good episodes guys um, nonetheless, guys, we're going to get ready to, we're going to wrap this up. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this content. We're going to start trying to bring more call of duty, uh, recaps, just kind of keep up to date with the pro league, uh, Debro here after I, I posted an episode, I don't know, it's probably been like 10 episodes ago, man. I'm, I'm, we're, we're, pump, we're pumping out content right now, but you know, D's like, man, you got to bring me on here, dude. I can, I can spice this up for you. And you most certainly did. D. I appreciate you uh, for being on the show. Dude, do you want to mention about what you got going on with, you know, Kay and, and y'all's podcast, or is that still kind of not going to be talked about yet? It's not going to be, it's not going to be talked about just yet. We're working out a little bit of details right now. We're just currently waiting for a situation involving a name to get sorted out. And once we get that sorted out, I'll definitely be announcing it. You, you'll be able to drop it right here on, on our show, man. So, you know, do you got guys, these these uh, partnering up with somebody he's coming out with his own podcast. That so should be pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, guys, uh, make sure – Guys, if you have not followed us on Twitter uh, at the Team Five Life, be sure to do so. Let us know what you think. Uh, you know, if you have questions, thoughts, you know, some feedback, whatever that is, guys. So you can also uh, follow me or you know just contact me on Twitter at te five underscore Road. It's P H A R A O H. Uh, let me know what you think, guys. We're always trying to improve and grow our content here in TE Five. And, uh, dude, you got any, uh, any last shout outs, anything you want to say before we wrap it up? No, not really. I just glad to be back. Can't wait to do more episodes with you. Just know I'm going to be waiting for this, uh, AD Laker talk podcast coming up here. (laughs) Oh my God. That ain't even like that's not even what I'm worried about. I'm worried about Kawhi. Dude. Oh, oh man, I'm I'm gonna save dude, my I'm gonna I'm gonna save my bullets for uh for dude, that episode. What it, but bro, what if it happens? What if 
What if it happens, dude? Like, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like, Kawhi, AD, Braun, who, who's Golden State? Like, even the full healthy Golden State and put Boogie back on that team. <laughs> like, good God. I just, I like I said, I have, I have some bullets that I'm gonna keep in my holster until we get this episode. <laughs> I'm just saying that it might be the best, best team ever assembled, dude. Straight up, uh, the best team ever assembled is still the dream team. <laughs> well, I'm, exclude Olympics and all. Oh, I know, I know. I just gotta, gotta mess with you. Because that's just that heat. Well, that heat team with Wade, Bosch, uh, Ray Allen, and Rashad Lewis, and those guys that that's a pretty dynasty team, too. Yeah, but like you put if you were to put three of the top, literally top five, top four players on earth, which I don't think's ever been like none of the teams I've ever seen have had. I mean, you know, there's been great players and all-stars and stuff, but, you know, even back with Wade and Bosh, like that, the Miami era, like Wade and Bosh were not, I don't ever, I don't think we're ever in the top five discussion as far as best players in the world at the time. But, like, we're talking AD. We're talking, you know, obviously Kawhi and Braun right now. Like, I think it's uncharted territory, man. Completely yeah. uncharted territory. Well, like I said, I'm gonna save my save my bullets for that. Yeah, we'll get into this, and we're prolonging this episode, guys. So that's some basketball talk. We will be bringing that, uh, you know, hopefully here soon. Tomorrow is the start of free agency, so you know, my Twitter might be lighting up my Facebook. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. Oh, I think it's gonna be a slow start. Though. They're gonna tease us or something. It's not gonna all happen at once, but. Uh, but nonetheless, guys, we appreciate you so much, uh, guys. Once again, uh, thank you. And like I said, if you have any feedback, you want to talk to us, engage with us, go to Twitter, at the T5 Life, hit us up, and we'll be sure to reach out to you. So until next time, we'll see you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did, guys. Please be sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts to rate and review the podcast. It only helps us boost our rankings so that we can be able to help more and more people learn how they can live a life on their terms. And guys, word of mouth means everything to me. If you can share this with anybody, family, friends, whoever, your spouse, guys, that would mean the absolute world to me. We need your support for the growth of this community, this movement. And I look forward to bringing you guys so much more content in the future. I love you guys. Take care.